0: Welcome to another episode of the Good Dude Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Thomas, and this week we'll be talking with another good dude, Mr. Jensen Hendricks. He's a good buddy of mine, and we had a great conversation. It's a lot of fun. I hope you like the show. Who are you? Why are you here? What are we talking about?
1: I am Jensen Hendricks. I am here on the Good Dude Podcast, <laughs> and I am... Going to answer questions from author Joe Thomas.
0: That, that's a fantastic intro. Right? It's, it's not bad?
1: No, it's not bad at all. Yeah, I don't know. It's like stage fright or something like nah. that. I usually need prompts. You, uh, and that's fair. I'm a yeah. horrible
0: interviewer, so no. this should go really well. i really, really excited about it. I
1: can't talk unless I'm prompted, and you <laughs> and, claim to be horrible And I don't know
0: how to prompt, so awesome. probably a lot of dead air in the next we 30 probably minutes. probably
1: should have had some bullet points.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, no, seriously you you have a lot of interesting things going on for you too um many. too many things so we're going to try to dial it in a little bit first off just a little background on on us and our relationship yes. uh bro relationship if you will bro-ch- um bro <laughs> this is <it's laughs> terrible um so i met jensen at crossfit gym uh we're early morning workout people with the other crazies Six and it's where the grown ups work out, honestly. Yeah. That's like the 30 and above crew. Like everybody's got a real job, has to come in at six <laughs> yes. because we can't come in at like five or six when all, whenever all the kids come in. Or noon. Like, and, right? Who, who, come, wants who to comes run in, a thousand in at noon? Meters at noon. At, in, in Orlando, it's 120 yeah. degrees. Forget it. Anyway, so so we met at the gym um, you know, with the other, the other grown ups, and we always have a good time, got a chatting. Uh, Jensen has a, a very extensive background in marketing. And uh, and does some really cool things Which I'll kind of let him talk about in a second uh, But we kind of started up a conversation About setting up a podcast I was telling yeah. him about my book that I wrote And he said a good way to do that Would be to have a podcast So he is the one of the originators Of the Good Dude Podcast, if you will Who would have dunked it? I know, right? <laughs> uh, but one other thing I think is super interesting about him That I really want to get into today Is that he has a very, very extensive background in muay thai kickboxing so that's really what i wanted to talk to you about was all right doing that how does that happen how does a young young man like yourself get into that world well, so well i appreciate the young young man
1: yes. uh part there um in the early 90s uh there was no official sanctioning body for for fights here in florida mm-hmm. so a lot of reservations would have fights and they would allow the gambling and stuff like that. Okay. Um, since then, the athletic commission or the boxing commission—you um, need to get licensed through them. So, um, so I—I I first started. Uh, my friend needed a ride somewhere. I was a junior in high school. My friend needed a ride, so I was down for a road trip. <clears throat> Had no idea. I think in the in the early '90s, if uh, there was Heineken at the end of the road trip, anybody <laughs> was down. Um, it was like Ooh, imported. Um, so. So we rode, uh, you know, got to our final destination, and lo and behold, the whole four-hour drive, we didn't even talk about what was going to happen at the end of it. I think I might have slept most of it. He needed me for the ride home. Um, and he had a fight. And I was blown away because I'd known that guy for probably three years at the time and had no idea he kickboxed or, or did Muay Thai. Mm-hmm. So he fought. He won. And I was... A little you inebriated, were hooked at the time. <laughs> huh? No, no, not at all. <laughs> I was just, I was just an underage kid drinking on an Indian reservation and it had too many. And then um, somebody, um, somebody backed out of the fight, so I was like, "I'll do
0: it." <laughs> so, no, wait, 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 wait a second. So, seventeen-ish, <laughs> yeah, yeah, shows up at a at a fight night, yeah, already been drinking beer, yeah, never had a fight in your life yeah like a like a, like real a fight. fight. yeah 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 and just raised your hand and said yeah yeah I'll, and I'll go i
1: told my buddy i was like i'll do it i can take him we're almost the same weight he was like all right so how did that go so
0: i borrowed his
1: shorts his cup his mouth guard wow y'all yeah. must have been really close because that's <laughs>
0: that's a lot i don't borrow cups Weird. that's something that's not
1: happening <laughs> and um so i i happened to win that fight by decision but i got completely smashed like mm-hmm. it was embarrassing. I like defense. Like what's defense? Right. You know, I was like, I was you just, just
0: getting there and punching and kick as long slinging. as you. just slinging.
1: You know, I was I was a rowdy high school kid already, um, so I got in there. I was just slinging, and I got. I it was one hundred percent luck. There was no skill behind it at all, and um, so we made it back home, and I avoided him for two or three weeks. <laughs> I like ducked him in the hallways. I went down different stairwells at school. I completely because I was embarrassed I really got my butt handed to me and um, he finally cornered me one day he came to my house and cornered me and he was like dude will you just come train with me so I started training with him and I I got better <laughs> <laughs> um, I fought for about four years mm-hmm. before I stopped fighting and um, since I stopped fighting uh, early 20s I've been coaching since and I'm 41 now so I got about 20 Four years in
0: wow yeah so so during your fighting career yeah um what are some some really memorable moments or sure or things that happen uh, so you were um, you're a single guy at this time right yeah, like yeah. no yeah. no wife kids nothing no like I, was, that. Okay. I, was,
1: I was a single dude mm-hmm.
0: um and i really didn't tell a lot of people about it
1: people in high school found out because mm-hmm. that was my junior year right and then i still had my whole senior year left um and a lot of people found out but I'm a very behind the scenes kind of person. So
0: where did you live at the time? Like,
1: right, right here in Orlando. Okay,
0: so it was here in Orlando. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. and and I'm assuming that this was not, it, it, this was not like today where MMA and oh, US, no. UFC is everywhere. No,
1: it wasn't. It was few and far between. So always it always had it to was, travel. Okay, yeah, it was like going down south, like towards the Miami area, out by the Tampa area, or up near like the Pensacola area is mm-hmm. where we would always have to travel. For fights. Um, sometimes we would go every weekend and there's a couple times that we had four fights in one weekend. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, and again, there's no sanctioning body, you know, so right. they're not really controlling, you know, how things are going. It's kind of like if you get a phone call or something like that, yes, a phone call, like no texts back then, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you actually had to answer the phone. Um, it's like if you got a phone call, they put you on the spot and then they're like promising, you know a 17 year old kid like you might be able to make two grand this weekend if you come out here it's like i'm on my way man yeah. i'm skipping sixth <laughs> period let's go so um but yeah so that's how i got into it i went with my buddy didn't even know he fought it was i did it so backwards like i fought before i even trained um so when i started training i think because i didn't a lot of times when you start training like you have this fear of getting hit you know nobody wants to get hit i've been doing it 24 years i still don't want to get punched in the face but um when you're, when you're in there and you know someone is throwing punches at you with, like, malice, um, you have this fear, like, of getting hurt really bad. So, if you could go into it knowing that I've been absolutely clobbered and I lived, it's a lot easier. You get yeah. better faster when, when that fear is kind of set aside. Mm-hmm. Um, and since I was kind of like a rowdy kid already, it was easier for me to get rid of that fear and not be afraid to
0: exchange. So um
1: so yeah you know it was it was it was an interesting ride. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and so you you did this for a couple years. Yeah, about four years. All right, yeah, and uh, and pretty competitively it sounds like, or as competitive as you, as you could yes. be yeah. at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you decided to transition into coaching. Yes, yeah. So my, was that my, a decision, my son was you born. Get, Okay, your son yeah, was born. Yeah, my
1: son was okay. born, and um and uh, I I took a fight after he was born, and I. I got my butt handed to me. It was reminiscent of my very first fight, except I lost. Mm. Um, and uh, my head wasn't in the game anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't flip the switch. right? You know, uh, like I was thinking about my other life's responsibilities, um, whereas prior to that, I didn't have many life's responsibilities. Yeah, you it makes know? sense. So uh, I just didn't have the ferocity that you need as a fighter you know, now fighters nowadays, you know, there's science behind the sport and stuff. And a lot of them have families, but the sport pays enough to support the family, you right. know. So, but yeah, in the, in the early mid 90s, it wasn't like that. Um, so I had to, I, I made a decision after after that and I was just like you know what I, I don't like getting beat up this bad
0: <laughs> so I decided to stop well no I mean, well, it, it's, it's funny because I think I think everybody has to come to that decision at some point you know and whatever your activity is yeah. um, you know I mean what, you're a football player or you're a boxer or you're a Muay Thai fighter mm-hmm. or, I had a very, very brief MMA yeah. career. I don't know if I ever told you about when I stopped.
1: No, no. Um, I know you I know you did. I know you did have a few fights. Yeah. So, so, yeah,
0: it. I remember my last fight in the cage. We were living in Missouri. We didn't have kids yet, but I'd been married. Mm-hmm. And I was in the Army at the time, but I was getting out. I was getting ready to, to move into the civilian world. And I uh, had a fight. And my wife never would come to any of my fights. She would never come. She didn't like it. She was not a fan, so she stayed home. So I come home. During the fight, I actually won. Uh, I got lucky with the submission and tapped the guy out in the second round. But early in the first round, I went to take him down, and he just brought his knee up perfect and clocked me right under my eye. Like just a beautiful shiner, you know, big knot, eyes swollen shut. Couldn't see. And uh, ended up winning the fight, you know, was, was happy with the result. I get home, I walk in the door and my wife opens the door. She's like, you're done. You're done. That's it. You're (laughs) not, you're not doing it. Oh, she made it for me. And uh, I was like, but it's fine. I I won. She's like, nope, you're done. And what really, what really was kind of pushed everything over the edge. I was supposed to be a groomsman in one of my best friend's wedding, like two weeks later. And I have this huge swollen eye and she's so mad at me because I'm going to ruin their pictures. And the wedding's going to be awful because I look like a crazy person. I have a a similar
1: story. Yeah, it was like, that's,
0: you're done now. And and, and (laughs) in retrospect, and and it made sense because, you know, when you show up in the army and you've got a broken nose and two black eyes, you get, you look kind of tough and you get a little street cred. You walk into a client meeting as an engineer (laughs) and you got like your arm in a sling and (laughs) bloody knuckles. It's a different different message. It's a different message. So I can definitely relate. Yeah. But that's, that's funny. It's, it's a similar, and it's a yeah. priority thing, just yes, like you said.
1: absolutely. We we go through seasons of life, yeah. you know, and that was a season. And it's it was it was a good time. And, you know, stopping fighting, it wasn't a difficult decision for mm-hmm. me. But I'll tell you what, like, now that I'm training still, like, I'm still training people and teaching classes, it's difficult for me not to, like, go hard when we're sparring. Right. You know, it's like I'm 24 years. Because it's still years, in there. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And it's like, I'm 24 years deep, and I'm sparring with somebody that might be a couple years deep. And it's like, I have to taper back so much. And sometimes I just don't want to. Sometimes yeah. that trigger happens, and it's like, I just want to, like, throw down. Yeah. I and I have happen. to just kind of catch my breath. <laughs> <I> mean,
0: <laughs> Find your happy place. Exactly, Come yeah. back to it. But that's, that's <laughs> yeah. I think that's super cool. Now, what about, you prefer coaching or fighting? Like, what was the, what, what's the, what do you get more out of? I love coaching. Okay, then that's what everybody know, says, it, yeah. but like, well, can you articulate on that? Like, what sure. what specifically about it?
1: So, you know, uh, I recently resigned from teaching at a local university, and uh, so I, I love teaching. Period. Uh, I I find there's a lot of value in it um, for myself as well as the students. I think the gratification I get from seeing people progress, um, it it really it. It makes me happy. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any other way to put it, you know, when when it's just an everyday fella coming in to train or every day, you know, gal for that matter, coming in to train, I know they don't want to become fighters, you know, or they wouldn't be coming in at 28 years old. You know, they'd be asking me at 14, but um, they're coming in. They want to just get in shape. They want to be healthy. You know, um, I like training those folks just as much as I like working strategy with fighters. Um, it's just progression. It's just seeing somebody better themselves. Uh, that's that's why coaching is means much more to me than fighting.
0: I, I think yeah. that's a great answer, and it's it's funny because almost every coach or or teacher I speak to kind of has the same yeah. same mentality, and it's I think it's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, now you have three kids i do and uh your two girls are (laughs) jujitsu ninjas right now so just got just got new belts right like just just upgraded
1: yes they did they're they're pretty gnarly right now they're they're pretty on fire um so how old are your girls 11 and 13 Mm -hmm. and uh so next year uh, they're both right now currently on a club water polo team and they do jujitsu the next year, my thirteen-year-old will be on the high school team. Oh wow! And that's gonna screw yeah, you're with gonna her have zero time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's gonna screw with her jujitsu classes. Mm-hmm. So her coaches, we talked, and they said that when she gets into high school, she can probably move up to the adult class. Oh, cool! And um, so that got the both of them like lit. They're so excited. They're training so hard right now. They're even going in on extra days occasionally to grapple with some adults nice. so they could not be so frightened. Huh. So, like, the adults that they know, you know, yeah. they're still little kids and they're still reserved, but um, they're they're one 100% prepping for this time next year being oh, in cool. the adult class.
0: So is that something that they approached you about? Is that something uh, that, no, that
1: was, they that were was... just
0: hanging around the gym with <laughs> you and kind of said, I think I want to do this? Or how did that come about?
1: So, you know any kid that's young has a sense of anxiety and worry and things like that you know some some not and and, in a good portion do i believe and just after being in martial arts for so long me and my wife talked about it and i was like you know what i was like let's try it let's let's try to get them into something that's going to help build their confidence Mm -hmm. and i didn't want to do like any strip mall martial arts i didn't want to do like karate that's next to the grocery store or taekwondo that's by the movie theater Mm -hmm. um and that's because of my background. Like I believe, like the martial art that I choose is going to be the most practical in real life. Um, and I chose jujitsu for the girls. A lot of jujitsu is grappling on the ground. So whether you're a high school kid, a college kid, or or a grown woman that's a professional, if you're ever in danger, being able to, you know, protect yourself while you're on the ground is yeah. is a vital, absolutely, you know, trait. So uh, by chance, a friend of ours, he's like a world champion in jujitsu and actually owns his own gym mm-hmm. um, here in Orlando. And my daughter happened to go to school with his daughter. So it's was like, the stars aligned, It's kind of all worked out. Yeah. And so my oldest got started first and my youngest, a little bit more non-committal, just to see if her sister likes it first. Yeah. So fine. a few months went by and then she was like, okay, I'll do it too so uh, that's that's how we got into it I, I wanted my girls to have more confidence in themselves no, I
0: think that's great so
1: yeah that's 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 why we jumped in
0: oh I, I think it's fantastic it's really cool to see them like on Instagram yeah. and <laughs> stuff and, and, and knowing you guys talk to you about it and, yeah. and it's it's a neat a neat aspect I think that a lot of people have reservations about because they themselves are not experienced with it mm-hmm. so yeah. so growing up I, I did all the whatever classes I could get yeah. in you know like my dad was in the army so at the at the is basically the why mm-hmm. we had on base. They would have classes, you know, yeah, just cool. random, you know, three month cycles or whatever. So I did karate and taekwondo and kung fu and whatever they offered. Sure. We got I got signed up for, so I was always into that, mm-hmm. um, and so I am very comfortable with it. But then you know, like my wife has never really been exposed to it other than just being around me, yeah. and you know, and then you have all these other parents who have never participated mm-hmm. in it. So they all they see is the punching, the kicking, the bloody noses, <laughs> you know, the yeah. injuries, and they don't. I think. Appreciate the benefits mm-hmm. with with discipline, you know. Where you have a, a, a kid who who may be rowdy, maybe a little rambunctious, getting into trouble at school, you know, it seems counterintuitive. Let's send them to a, a place to learn how to punch people better. <laughs> yeah. You know,
1: they don't see the work, they don't see exactly the effort into it. They see the highlight reel, mm-hmm. and that's with everybody. You know, you could log on to Instagram or YouTube and look up, you know, top, you know, head kicks of 2018. And you see like this, you know, two minute reel of the most gnarly kicks in the world, and you're like, dude, I'm never going to take Muay Thai. That is crazy. I never <laughs> want to get kicked like that. And they say that prior to ever even experiencing what a class is like, the intimidation factor is so instantaneous, mm-hmm. they're too hesitant to even arrive. Right. The hardest part is walking in the door. Right. Mm-hmm. The second hardest part is coming back the next day. You know, because it's a, it's a workout like you've never had. But the intimidation factor is the front door, and then the next day you're so exhausted from the day prior, it's hard to come back. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like CrossFit, you know. You see Matt Frazier throwing weights around yeah. like they're pennies, you know, and it's like you have to have the courage to go. Mm-hmm. And then the next day you feel like you've been hit by a Mack truck. Then the second day is the hardest because you, you want to go back.
0: No, it's a it's a it's a perfect description. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. And I I remember after the first like my first day of MMA training, and I was. Not ready. (laughs) Like, I thought I was in good shape. I mean, I was acting to the army. I just, you know, I'd been in Iraq. I was, you know, I was fit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I remember literally laying in my car for 30 minutes after class because i was so nauseous and dizzy i couldn't drive home because it would have been unsafe like i would have gotten a car accident and uh, when i finally got my wind back to drive back to my house which is only like two miles away it wasn't that far like i drove like 30 miles an hour with my head out the window and I got home, and I just went and laid in the shower with all my yes. clothes on and just let it pour on me for, like, 20 minutes as I laid yeah. in the shower. I've had plenty of those oh, never forget yeah. that. It was it was rough. Yeah. But you're right. And then, then saying, you know what? I got to come back tomorrow.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, day three, day four, day five, you're like, I survived.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then day seven, you're like, holy smokes, I made friends. You know, right. And, you know, day 20, you're barbecuing with those friends on the same day you trained. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't see the camaraderie. They don't see the effort, they just see the highlight reels. Right. And it's hard to get people in after the highlight reel if that's mm-hmm. their first experience because it's intimidating.
0: Yeah, and that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so, knowing you and knowing your wife and, and your family, so your wife's super active. So way, like way, crazy, crazy active. Crazy active. Like yeah. coaches a running group, you know, <laughs> comes straight from there to CrossFit workouts. Goes yeah. with your your daughters to the gym. Does all these things, and and you're super active. I mean, you're working out every morning and mm-hmm. then doing coaching in the afternoons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, is that something that that you guys have just always done? Is that just part of of your you know who you are kind of yeah. deal?
1: Yeah, we've always been crazy active. Else. Um, She's always, she's my wife, she's always been a runner. Um, she's run a handful of marathons, probably countless half marathons and whatever else her, and her group signs up for. Uh, and my daughters, um, my son, you know, high school water polo. Now he's doing college water polo. My daughters, jiu-jitsu and um, middle school water polo. And I've always done Muay Thai and nothing else really. I, you know, you get a wide membership. I'll go and work out, stay in shape or work out in my garage. Um, I did CrossFit for a while and then stopped because the schedule just didn't work. I, it wasn't a priority to me. I right. probably could have made the schedule work, but it wasn't a priority to me. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed every minute of it. So I took time off, and then I had reconstructive knee surgery. And then Allison and I were talking, and it was like, yeah, I want to go back to CrossFit, but I'm nervous because of my knee. I kind of want to be able to, you know, put in a few miles of running to build up my cardio and my confidence, and... um is, I was using that as a as a crutch, you know, right. to procrastinate. And then Christmas, uh, Allison got me a three. She paid up front for three months at CrossFit for me, and mm-hmm. essentially put me on the spot. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So, that's a great way to do it. Yeah. So I think uh, my first day at CrossFit was like December, I don't know, 29th or something like mm-hmm. that. Like <laughs> I didn't even wait for January. I just committed just and I day just one went just in. go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so. After I did it for a couple months, I was like, Al, you should really do this. Like, you're going to love this. You're going to, like, eat it up. You know, I was like, there's this other lady there, Katie, and she's super nice. And, you know, you guys will get along great and come on and all this stuff. And she eventually hopped in too. So we've always been active. Um, CrossFit is like a year new for us. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, it's, I think it's cool. And it's always interesting to see kind of how other families, you know, operate because everybody's a little bit different and everybody kind of has their, their own activities that that they focus yeah. we on. We like
1: staying busy. We, you know, if oh
0: yeah, obviously. So <laughs> so yeah. Wait a minute. We're going to stop right there on that comment. So just just for further for everybody out there listening, let's let's recap what we've already talked about. So he uh, he coaches Muay Thai several times a week. He does CrossFit in the mornings with other crazy people and he uh he just stopped being a professor, but while he was a professor started his own business yes uh which is a marketing digital yeah. formatting <laughs> i don't know all these words about business I'm an engineer man it's it's math all right I do math <laughs> anyway, so started his own business yes. Uh, which has been successful enough for him to, that yeah. be his primary business mm-hmm. and stop teaching. And while you were a teacher, you taught marketing, is that, that right?
1: Uh, while I was teaching, I was teaching front-end web development. Okay, so web development. Yes, right, cool. um, but I started a marketing and search engine
0: optimization. Yeah, so technology. all of this yeah. stuff is happening yes. right now, by yeah. the way. So when he says super busy, yeah, they're yeah. super busy. It's yeah. it's ridiculous. Oh, wait, wait, oh, I forgot to mention. Also has a podcast with <laughs> one of his good friends which you guys should check out. It's Garage Weights and Business Takes. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny. Uh, so basically, <laughs> the gist is that they do a workout, and while they're sweating and complaining for being sore and how bad it was, they talk about business stuff. And and it's really funny. It's very interesting. Go check it out. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. wherever. Yeah. You'll be able to find it. Uh, but it's, it's good stuff. There's already several episodes. Yeah. Um, so... All of that said, Uh these things pretty much have all happened since I've known you. In like the two years that I've known you, you have started a business, Mm -hmm. left your other job for that business, started a podcast, you know, done all these things. Is that been something that, do you have like a long-term plan or are you just making stuff up as you go? (laughs) Because this is, that's a lot.
1: It is a lot. Um, You know, we are a very, we're a very active family in regards to like health and fitness. So... Whether I was, you know, just like punching numbers all day, or I was painting all day, depending on whatever profession I happen to have, we would still be as active in regards to fitness and health. That's just a part of who we are as a family, you know. Um, I don't think that would change mm-hmm. uh, no matter where we are in life. We'd always be that active. Um, you know, I taught at the university level for almost fifteen years, adjuncting at one college and then being a full-time course director at another. And uh, education changed, uh, with online education changed the gambit of it all. And uh, it was difficult to manage, you know, after so long it was just a brick and mortar kind of instructor. I love teaching online, but you lose the connection with the student. It's a lot more difficult. Um, Curriculum changes too. So uh, I decided it was, you know, eventually it was gonna be time to move on. My son, uh, I think, took a web development class when he was in middle school. And I was like, holy smokes, I'm teaching web development in college. He's taking web development as a seventh grader. I'm going to be out of a job. (laughs) So when I realized that, I immersed myself in search engine optimization and digital marketing. And I just started reading a lot and self-educating. I fortunately knew a lot already because of the web development and what the internet requires. Um, So it was an easy transition. And um, it just finally came time where, sitting down with my wife, I was like, you know, I'm ready to make this move, and it was a it was a collaborative effort, you know she and I talked about it, prayed about it, and you know we we were able to finally commit and um it's scary um but exciting at the same time it's, yeah no I,
0: I i think it's super inspiring yeah. I, I really Thank do you. um
1: and the podcast thing is just fun, it, you know yeah, we have a good time and if and if anything comes of it and it becomes like a major thing, then awesome if not. We would just be having fun.
0: Yeah, you know? it definitely comes through <laughs> when you listen to it. It's it, it's a it's a fun fun thing to listen to, and you get some information too, which is cool.
1: I like to think that there's value in it. You know, um, I've been like DM'd on Instagram by a handful of people, like saying, "Hey, you know, um, I'm in Orlando. Can I buy you a coffee? Like, mm-hmm. I would love to get your opinion on my business idea." and it's so humbling to hear that it's like holy smokes like right. we're just yapping it up about like how our experience in business and like how to improve things or how to improve yourself and it's resonating with people so yeah it's it's pretty neat a uh, gentleman actually just a couple days ago um we're linking up for coffee that's because great he has three business ideas and he wants me to help him with his five-year plan
0: that's awesome yeah so i'm that's like yeah really let's cool. go yeah <laughs> i got nothing else to do right i mean Why i'm not? just hanging around my house not like I have all these other options and things I have to do, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, no, I I think it's super cool. Um, like I said, the the show is fantastic. And, Thank you. And just knowing you guys, you you guys are really cool, fun family to be around. And honestly, yeah, I like to talk about Muay Thai and I like combat <laughs> sports and, and CrossFit and stuff. Sure. So that's fun for me to talk about. But really, yeah. why I wanted you on the show, I mean, the title of my show is the Good Dude Podcast because you're a good dude. Well, and I. I want to be around good dudes. I'm, that's that's how I want people to describe me. Sure. You know, I want people to say, oh, Joe, yeah, he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. You can you can trust him. Yeah. You know, he he does right by people. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you're definitely in that category. Ah, so, like, start. if you look at the people I've talked to already, they're people that fit yeah. that.
1: Yeah.
0: And sure. it's it's a weird definition because there's not one thing. Like, mm-hmm. all the people I've talked to so far are very, very different. Oh, yeah. And, and you all have different backgrounds. You have different priorities. I mean, not completely different. But I mean, you have different focuses, you're you're in different realms of of the world, but you have that same kind of intangible quality, which I find very endearing and I think it's cool to be around. So I feel like if I can surround myself with more of your kind of people, it's just going to make me better and it's going to make my network better. You know, it's going to make me... I appreciate
1: that. I agree with you, right? You surround yourself with positive people, you know, the positivity spreads. It's like you're the accumulation of the six people you hang around yeah, the most, Yeah, I, right?
0: I think that's one of the, the best adages that's probably come up in the last 20 yeah. years is, like, you're the average of the six yes. people you spend the most time with, yeah. and and it's absolutely true. I mean, you can wow. just look around and say, okay, that's what's happening right now. Yes. So, you know, that like I said, that's that's why I wanted you on the show, not just to talk about kickboxing, but... We can talk about I, punching people all day. I, I do like talking about punching <laughs> people. It's fun for me. And it's my show, so I can do whatever I want. This is true. Right? This is true. No, it's cool. Um and something else, too, is you've always, you've been, like I said, very supportive of, of my kind of creative endeavors from yeah, the beginning. I mean, I mean, not many people would listen to a structural engineer say, you know what, I think I would like to do a book and, you know, maybe do a podcast or something like that. I mean, coming from a guy who sits in front of a calculator all day, pe- <laughs> most people are probably going to be like, eh, maybe, maybe not. You know, let's let's dial that back a little bit. Let's re- pump the brakes. Let's pump, yeah, the brakes. pump those brakes. Yeah. No,
1: man, I was excited. Yeah. Like when we first started talking about it and you were telling me about the book. You know that was great, and then I I think I mulled it over for a couple of nights, and mm-hmm. then we met for lunch, and I was like, "How are you going to promote it?" Yeah, I, because that's I my marketing world, it, right? That's, yeah, that's my world. So oh, yeah, my wheels are spinning, and then I was like, "Man, just people will support you as a person, you mm-hmm. know? So if they like you, they're going to give your book a chance." Well, and
0: it's funny because <laughs> like. That one conversation that we had, you know, and when, when you said that directly to me, it really resonated and it, it almost became a, I don't know, mantra is not the right word, but but definitely something I've used in the last, I don't know, a couple of months since we've talked about yeah. this, you know, about six months or whatever. And I've taken it to so many other different groups. So, you know, my company is looking at, at their marketing mm. perspective. I, I, down here in Florida, am looking for new clients all the time. Um, you know, and in the business world, it could not be more true than they buy you. Yes. They they buy who you are. And you know, if I want somebody to read my book, I got to get them to like me personally, and then they'll read my book. Or if I want them to yeah. hire my firm to design their bridge, you know, if they like me personally, they're going to be much more yep. excited about hiring my firm. Sure. And it, it comes down to to people, and it comes down to relationships. So, like, it was funny because. It's something you always know, but just it takes that whatever that is to click nudge. and you yeah. were you were my nudge. So don't mind being so, the nudge. so thank you for being the nudge. No problem. Sounds weird. I don't, it does. They got, got weird there. <laughs> so Anyway. Yeah, man. But I appreciate you coming on. It's been um, great,
1: man. I was really excited. It's fun, man. Yeah. So next time you're going to have to come over be on my podcast. Oh, but then I have to
0: work out in the garage. And
1: that's 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 and that's probably why we haven't had a guest yet. That's because nobody wants to go You have work to work out. out with us before you get on the podcast and you know, I think it's also timing because when we record it's usually around 4:30 yeah in the afternoon. Well, that's
0: one of so. the benefits of being a business owner. <laughs> is you you set your own hours, you right? I mean yeah. like, you know, so that's that's pretty convenient. Oh, I'll just work out today at 4, so that'll be yeah. fine.
1: Yeah. We're recording today. Katie's coming by today.
0: We're gonna do another episode. Awesome. Well well great. Look forward to talking to you again. Always a pleasure, brother. For sure. All right. Thank Thank you. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. Uh, we had a great time just chatting. We ended up we talked for another hour or so outside of that interview. If you're looking for another podcast to listen to, I would recommend Jensen's podcast, Garage Weights and Business Takes. It's, uh, it's a great show. You can find it on iTunes, I think YouTube, uh, Spotify, whatever. Just Google it. You'll find it. Also, my book is available on Amazon. It is Providence, Athlete to And a new book coming out on Veterans Day. It's called OIF Journal, Henry Sissel. I'm really excited about this one. It's going to be an audiobook and there will be a paperback and Kindle version as well. And I can't wait for you guys to read it. That's all I got for this episode. Look forward to talking to you again. Take care. Bye. My love for you will make me try forever until you see me.